This is the Closing Bell Market Update podcast. Today is Thursday, the 28th of December. In this podcast, we discuss the most important macro and microeconomic headlines of the trading day. In the description of this podcast, you will find the link to the presentation of this episode. I highly encourage you to follow the presentation while listening to this episode. On the presentation, you will find many wonderful charts. The Nasdaq 100 is on track for completing its best year since 1999, according to Bloomberg. Take a look at the chart on slide 1 of the presentation. The S&P 500 is getting close to a new record. Matt Maley from Miller Tabak said to Bloomberg, quote, If the stock market can break through that record high in any significant way as we move through January, it's going to be very bullish on a technical basis. He added, whenever the market is rallying strongly at the beginning of a new year, when a lot of people are adjusting their investment game plans, it tends to exaggerate the rally. End of quote. The bullish sentiment can be attributed to the dovish pivot of the Federal Reserve. Despite of the resilience of the US economy, inflationary pressures have continued to ease. Veronica Clark, a Citigroup economist, said to CNBC today the Fed is hiding behind softer inflation data, which has allowed them to become more dovish. Slide 2 of today's presentation shows that on a six-month annualized basis, core personal consumption expenditures are actually below the Fed's target. The risk is that inflationary pressures could re-accelerate. On the one hand, wage growth is now outpacing inflation, which will support consumer spending throughout 2024. Neil Dutta highlighted on Thursday that consumption is being supported by ongoing gains in real incomes. This will continue to support consumption despite the fact that consumers are running down their excess savings. Neil Dutta wrote on Thursday, quote, with consumer price inflation slowing, and the labor market's solid, real incomes are rising." End of quote. This trend is shown on slide 3 of today's presentation. This boost to consumption could prove to have an inflationary effect. Additionally, housing is rebounding. According to Torsten Slock, chief economist at Apollo, quote, the Fed will not be able to get inflation under control with a booming housing market because housing makes up 40% of the inflation basket and with housing currently rebounding, the risks are rising that the shelter components of inflation will stay elevated and complicate the Fed's path back to the 2% inflation target. The bottom line is that the Fed will keep rates higher for longer than the market is currently pricing. End of quote. The trend of a rebound is housing in the trend of a rebound in housing inflation is shown on slides four and five of the presentation. Taking all of this into consideration, it could very well be the case that the Fed will turn more hawkish again in 2024 and will not deliver as many rate cuts as are currently priced by the markets, which will cause volatility in the bond and equity market. Another important factor that we must consider is that inflation so far has been driven by falling prices for goods, which has been driven, has been driven to a large extent by the resolution of supply chain issues, which is shown on slide 6. The problem is service inflation has remained sticky, and the risk is, as often pointed out by the renowned economist Mohamed Elarian, 
that goods prices could start to tick up again before service inflation comes down, which will make it harder for the Fed to bring inflation back to the 2% target. However, if inflation continues to fall without the US economy falling into a recession, the Fed could still cut interest rates in order to keep real rates from becoming too restrictive. An important question is of course always why the Fed will cut rates next year. In my opinion, it is unlikely that we will get as many rate cuts as the markets expect without the US economy falling into a recession. If inflation continues to come down and the economy does not fall into a recession, I expect around 3-4 rate cuts from the Fed, which will be implemented by the Fed to prevent real interest rates from becoming too restrictive. Let us now turn to a wonderful note written by Spencer Hakimian, founder of Tulu Capital Management on Thursday. He made a wonderful summary about the five topics that, must, that most meaningfully impact asset prices in 2024. First and foremost is the question of whether we will get a soft landing. According to Spencer Akimian, if we get a soft landing, small caps will likely outperform in 2024 due to rate sensitivity and earnings cyclicality. If we get a hard landing, bonds and gold will outperform. The second important topic is rate cuts. Will we get as many rate cuts as the markets are currently pricing in, which is around six cuts? Or will we only get three cuts, which is what the dot plot currently indicates? If we don't get as many as six, we will likely see volatility in both the bond and equity markets. The, first and fourth, the third and fourth topics revolve around the recovery of the Chinese economy and whether artificial intelligence can live up to its expectations and give the economy a significant boost in productivity. Lastly, every year brings unknowns and 2024 will not be different. Hence, according to Mr. Kimian, diversification, humility and agility are therefore preeminent. Let us now get to the macroeconomic headlines of Thursday's trading day. US initial jobless claims rose by 12,000 to 218,000 in the week before Christmas. The four-week average was little changed at the lowest level since October, according to Bloomberg. This is shown on chart 7 of the presentation. The current level of jobless claims is still in line with the tight labor market and hence supports the narrative of a soft landing. However, the tightness of the labor market, especially when paired with the fact that real income is rising, creates inflationary risks. Treasury yields moved higher on Thursday after the seven-year note auctions showed relatively weak demand, mostly due to the holiday season. The weak demand is also a reminder that the Treasury simply is issuing a lot of debt, which will continue throughout 2024. The question remains, even if we get a soft or hard landing, who will buy all the additional supply from the Treasury? The yield was 3.859% during the, uh, after the auction and we ended up with a higher yield after the auction. 19.4% went to direct bidders, which is good news because, for example, hedge funds were buying the seven-year note, which is not common. The recent average of direct bidders is 18%. Last but not least, let us get to the microeconomic headlines of Thursday's trading day. We will discuss three stocks today. First of all, let us talk about the New York Times. Shares increased by 2.09%. 
the day after a media company initiated legal action against Microsoft and OpenAI. That is it for today's presentation. Have a great evening. Good luck on tomorrow's trading day, which will be the last trading day of 2023. And see you again tomorrow. Thank you.